Okay, so as you've heard me say before, one of the happiest time of my life was when I was in seminary, and I, I've always said in our talks, I, I want to go back to seminary, and, and I'm bringing you with me. And uh, one of the things that we learn in seminary is about the liturgical year, and you might be following us with your missile and say, Father Chris, what reading did you just do? My missile says the reading is about John the Baptist. And you just read the Beatitudes, what's going on? Okay. In our church, a priest has, when it is a saint's feast day, the option to do one of two readings, either the readings that come from what we call the day, that would be, if in your missal you have the readings on John the Baptist, or we can do the readings, what we call proper to the saint, the proper readings, which means a saint is given and assigned certain readings. Now today, the reason that I did the proper readings is St. Joan is a very important saint to the Marian fathers and to you if you're a Marian helper. You've probably never heard of her. And you might even say, Father, I'm clicking on the USCCB website. I don't see anything. Yes, because different communities are allowed to celebrate their particular saints in special ways. So St. Joan of France is somebody that's very important to us and I think to you. Uh, just a couple notes that I think are powerful. Now her true name was Joan de Valois and she was born in 1464, died in 1505. Now here's what's interesting. She was the daughter of the King of France, Louis XI. Personally, I think Louis IX is in my top three of greatest saints, top three or four greatest saints of all time, Louis IX. She was the daughter of Louis XI, okay? Now, she was despised by him, though, because he wanted a son. Not only was she a girl, she was deformed. And so he just couldn't deal with this. He wanted a strong, a son, an heir to the throne, a boy, and he gets a girl who's weak and meek and deformed. She had a hump on her back. She walked with a limp. She had curvature of the spine. What the world would call unattractive, what heaven would call beautiful. And so at two months old, can you imagine this? this is the way it was then. At two months old, she was betrothed to the Duke of Orleans, Orleans, you know, down in Louisiana's New Orleans, New Orleans or New Orleans. She was betrothed to Louis, the Duke of Orleans or Orleans, who was her cousin. He was all of two. <laughs> she was two months he was two years old. So they got married when she was 12. When she was 12. Now, this poor woman, this Joan of France, because soon as he got to the throne and succeeded Louis XI, he became Louis XII. He had the marriage annulled to get rid of her. So the marriage he declared was invalid because he said he was forced into it, which technically is not incorrect. That's why the Holy See granted the annulment. 
So basically, the marriage was invalid because he said he was in fear of his life that if he didn't marry her, the king before him, Louis XI, would kill him if he didn't comply. So he kicks her out. She's no longer the queen of France. But God will bring a greater good out of even these evils, right? She was given instead a title of the Duchess of Berry, B-E-R-R-Y. God started to shine on her even more as he does those blessed are those who mourn, they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the land. Blessed are those who are persecuted for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So in other words, God starts giving her what I think are beautiful in these readings, blessings. So anyway, before he died in 1471, King Louis XI, who was the king just before her father, ordered the practice of praying the Hail Mary throughout the kingdom of France for peace. And Joan, she had a particular attachment to this prayer she would actually write that it was in the same year that she had a prophecy from the Virgin Mary that someday she would found a religious community in honor of Our Lady. Now, wait till you hear this. The connection is amazing. So stay with us. She had a vision that she would found a religious community in honor of Our Lady. So after the annulment, she was basically kicked out by the king of France, now King Louis XII. She's now free. She was free, and she founded the Order of the Virgin Mary, the Annunciates, the Order of the Virgin Mary. So this new religious order dedicated themselves, guess what? To the Immaculate Conception of Mary. And it was established as an independent branch of the poor Clares. Poor Clares like Mother Angelica. It's all ties, I think, how we're tied with EWTN, with the poor Clares. So anyway, this new order followed the virtues of Mary. And they formed the rule of the ten virtues of Mary. Now, here's what's interesting. She wanted to create a male branch of her order. And guess what? That really happened in a certain way. Because 194 years later, after she died in 1699, the congregation of Marian fathers, us, you as a Marian helper, officially received the rule of the ten virtues adapted for us in a male community from St. Joan of France, from her order dedicated to the Immaculate Conception. I bet many don't know this around the world, that they actually was the roots of the Marian Fathers. It was this St. Joan of France, this, this weak and meek and hunchback and curved spine, walking with a limp woman. That's who God uses, the weak, the meek. Not necessarily weak, she was strong. 
the meek, like Jesus. Jesus wasn't weak, he was meek. So anyway, we Marian fathers received this rule of the 10 virtues, and for 210 years, we professed our vows on that rule. This is amazing. Until we were renovated in 1910, but we still have a connection. Many of our Marian fathers still pray the 10 virtues of Mary. If you haven't seen it, you can find it online. The 10 virtues of Mary. Anyway, I finish by saying her body was found incorrupt. I just did a talk on Saturday, last Saturday, on the incorruptibles. I should have mentioned her. She was incorrupt, even though they say she was a bit impatient. So I'm like, wow, there's hope for all of us, right? She was canonized in 1950 by Pope Pius XII, which was the year of the Assumption. Mary's body was incorrupt. The whole connection here with the Immaculate Conception, the Assumption of Mary, we take our vows on the Assumption, it all has to do with Jesus, Mary, and Divine Mercy. And that connection with Divine Mercy is so strong that we even celebrate it today as a First Friday. As I mentioned, please join us tonight at 8 o'clock as we will have Brother Sean reflect on some of the writings of the saints about the Sacred Heart and will walk you through what you need to know to receive this grace of the First Fridays that Jesus promised. Because remember, the Marian Fathers, this is another amazing connection. The Sacred Heart came from Mary Margaret Alacoque. And she had that vision of Jesus in 1673, the exact same month we Marian fathers were founded. And from that, now we do say now we've, we've moved it back to 1670 because that's when our founder um, basically took his oblatio to Mary. It's like a consecration. But for years we celebrated it in 1673 as our beginning, which is connected to Margaret Mary and divine mercy. You see, this all fits together. It's amazing. And God has brought you to be part of it. God has brought you to be part for this reason. What is going to save the world or keep us in existence is Mary and divine mercy. And when Jesus comes again, what's going to save us is Jesus' divine mercy with the help of Mary. So praise be to God that tonight we'll celebrate the Sacred Heart. Because remember, it's the Sacred Heart where we learn that Jesus is love. But it is in divine mercy that we see that love put into action. And that is divine mercy. We'll explain that tonight. We'll walk you through the devotion and how to receive these graces that Jesus promises. The graces of final perseverance. And trust me, there's nothing more important in your entire life. No degree, no new home, as wonderful as those things are, no promotion at work will last for eternity. But your devotion to the sacred heart and leads to divine mercy through the hands of Mary will last for eternity. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses,
prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign-up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign-up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.